thank you for downloading episode 104 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Morecambe box into the feet of Dion Charles, tries a little back heel, that one doesn't quite come off, but uh, Cross still comes in from the right hand side from Toll, that one blocked away as well, and cleared up towards the halfway line where Ricardo Santos heads it back into the Morecambe half, here come Wanderers, they're on the edge of the area, uh, Shatiri sees the whites of Connor Brickley's eyes and the Morecambe keeper gets down really well, low one-on-one there, edge of the six-yard box to block that one away for a corner, first big chance of the afternoon. And it comes right-footed towards the near post, headed away. Hunter's going to get a second bite of the cherry, and it comes again. That's a better cross, and it's headed out narrowly over the crossbar by Farron Rawson. Great ball in from Ash Hunter for this free kick, taken now, left-footed out towards this right-hand side of the penalty area. Rawson wins the initial header, stops and gets the shot, and it's not far wide across the keeper's bows. Decent half-chance that, that from Cole Stockton. First-time snap effort. Love. Blood and thunder on the halfway line. More block tackling from Badeau. Gets it to Crowley. Out towards Ashley Hunter again. He's got more space on this right-hand side. Gets the cross in and there was two men down the edge of the six-yard box. One of them was Liam Shaw and he's nodded it wide at the far post. That was a very presentable opportunity indeed for the Shrimps. We've not made the most of it again, but more great play involving Crowley and a great cross from the right side from Ash Hunter. Not far wide with a header from Liam Shaw. Crown is going to do well to nick that away and couldn't quite get it from his man and suddenly the ball's on the edge of the box and Dion Charles from 20 yards out and a full stretch low down to his right hand side and that's how dangerous Bolton Wanderers can be if you switch off for just half a second it was Sheehan who nicks it away in the middle of the park fist it into the feet of Dion Charles and that was a great low drive and a good stop down to his right hand side by Connor Ripley Balls for Crowley in the centre of the park. That's it under his spell. That is a lovely ball out towards Donald Love on the overlap. Bombing forward down this right-hand side. Gets the ball across. Cole Stockton was all ready to tap that in six yards out. And that is excellent defending in the last ditch there by Ricardo Santos to just slide in and get it behind for a corner. Perhaps a good opportunity here for Ash Hunter to try and spring the Baltimore Andres high line on the edge of the area. Hunter has gone for a shot, you know. Actually, that's the first effort on target for Morker in the 63rd minute. Up and over the wall, wasn't going to trouble Trafford too much. Crowley just a bit too far out as well. Twists and turns back, gets it out towards this left-hand side. Lovely ball looking for Ash Hunter. Left side on this byline, gets the ball in towards the penalty area. Weir gets the shot in, that's a good effort as well. Nice pile driver, and that's a smart stop down to his right-hand side by Trafford. And it's a shrimp's turn to knock on the door. Morley, 25 yards out, tries to thread the needle through. It might fall nicely. And oh, that's a brilliant save by Connor Ripley. I thought that was past him then from the Josh Sheehan drive low down to his right hand side. But Ripper's just got a big hand low down to his right and grabs the ball and stops it from finding the far corner.
Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Clears the ball out towards its left-hand side. No time for anything else as the referee puts the whistle to his lips. And that is a fantastic point here at the Mazuma Stadium for the Shrimps this afternoon. We have stood tall, we have stood firm, and we are full value for a nil-nil draw here in the lunchtime kickoff this afternoon. I think chances and a premium really throughout the whole of the 90 minutes. And then Bolton perhaps just shaded it in the first half in terms of clear chances. Uh, Shola Shatiri after seven minutes bearing down on goal inside the penalty area, but he was met one-on-one and a good save uh, by the Morecambe keeper, Connor Ripley. Dion Charles also had a good effort just before half-time. 20 yards out, low drive, and Connor Ripley again equal to it down to his right-hand side. Morecambe's best efforts in the first half. A Farron Rawson header over the crossbar from a, an Ashley Hunter cross from the left-hand side. And Liam Shaw also glancing a header wide. Uh, again, an Ash Hunter cross this time uh, from the opposite flank. It seemed to ramp up for both teams in the second half. The intensity and the passion, proper blood and thunder stuff at times. Both sides giving no quarter, uh, really. A proper good game of football to watch in the second 45 minutes. But again, uh, chances at a premium. Bolton with lots of the ball, lots of possession in and around the Morecambe half. Lots of corners and crosses into the box. But the Shrimps back line defended like absolute Trojans. Ashley Hunter bent a free kick over the wall midway through the second half, easily saved by James Trafford. Jensen Weir had a pile driver 20 yards from time, also repelled by Trafford down to his right-hand side. And that was about as good as it got, really, in terms of chances uh, for either team. But overall, Morgan fans, you can be extra, extra happy, I think, with the way that the Shrimps have applied themselves this afternoon. We knew it was going to be a battle. We knew it was going to be tough. We saw in flashes the quality that Bolton Wanderers possess. But Morecambe's never-say-die attitude, hearts, bodies on the line, is what's got the Shrimps a thoroughly, thoroughly deserved point. Derek, a nil-nil draw with Bolton today. Uh, a thoroughly entertaining game to watch. How did you see it? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was an entertaining game. Um, I think that both teams, you know, were trying to get the, the win on the day. We saw that from the start of the match. We had the better uh, of the chances in the game, you know, with a number of clear-cut opportunities that we failed to, to take and uh, we limited uh, Bolton to very, very few opportunities on our goal. And that was uh, the beauty of the game. We pressed them high up the pitch. We didn't allow them to, to pass the ball uh, and we broke off them a good number of times doing that. They had a chance early on, seven minutes in the game, but after that, I thought you defended tremendously. I actually thought we attacked better than we defended, to be fair. Uh, I thought we had, uh, you know, Jensen Weir had uh, a good opportunity. Um, Shawsey put one past the post. Cole Stockton had one. Uh, Ash Hunter had one as well. So, uh, you know, throughout the 90 minutes, I think that um, we, we were the better team uh, today. We were at home. You know, we're very good at home. We've got uh, a long run where we... Uh, had an unbeaten run and uh, we were very competitive and you know that's against a team fourth on the table Jensen Way, you mentioned that chance there it's a bit like he was through on goal and didn't have the conviction to have a got a shot himself yeah he turned back on himself and uh, decided to go to the side when uh, a good opportunity was to, to hit the target but uh, over the afternoon uh, it's, a, it's a pleasing point for us because uh, of the opposition we're playing against we did try to get uh, the three points but um, a point in a clean sheet you, you would take that game that performance showed that you know you are a good side you're building developing 
and every chance the last 12 or 13 goals to go that you will survive this year. Well, I said that to the players, you know, we've got uh, a quarter uh, of the season left and uh, it's about now pushing on. It's springtime, it's uh, the moving season and uh, that's what we are trying to do. And we've put ourselves in a, a good position and now we have to catch the teams above us and we have to go into the last game of the season more than four points ahead of the team uh, in fourth bottom place and that's our objective. Came off towards the end there, but Ian Evitz mentioned it as well. I thought Farron Rawson was tremendous today. Yeah, he made a lot of good headers in the box. You have to against Bolton because they put a lot of throw-ins into the box. They put crosses in as well, corner kicks, and he did really well with that. Great atmosphere as well, over 5,000 here today. That's what we're in League 1 for, isn't it? It is. You know, I think that we've always had good games against Bolton. They're always good footballing matches, both teams you know, trying to you know, pass it and move and run. And today, you know, both teams put on a good spectacle. Now, of course, you move away. Cambridge United on Tuesday. I've used this line a lot this year. It's a massive game, isn't it? Yeah, it's another game for us where uh, we go away from home and our home form has to be better. Um, we have to pick up wins from away from home. And, uh, you know, Tuesday night, we'll look at the Cambridge game today. We'll watch it and uh, analyse it and then see what players we've got ready for uh, the weekend. But what we have got, we've got more players coming back that's given us an opportunity to be competitive you see that today with the players that we've taken off the bench uh, it's been very good yeah, Caleb Watts we've not seen much of him he was firing as well wasn't he until he got injured yeah I mean Caleb was doing really well for us and you know he nearly scored a hat-trick in, in one of the games against Bristol Rovers uh, and then he picked up the injury he missed out because of the five uh, loan rule in the 18 uh, Mellon came in for him today Mellon went out and, and Watts came in so uh, he's taken that opportunity well Another point gains and another point hopefully nearer to safety Yeah I mean that's what we're working towards and uh, it's uh, a good point for us uh, and we, you know, we move on now to Tuesday night Jacob a 0-0 draw against Bolton today a really really tough game but a good point um, Yeah I think so um, we'd have liked to snatch all three um, but we knew they were going to be a tough side to play against um, They've battered a few teams in the league in the last couple of weeks and had a um, bad result on Tuesday. Um, so they're always going to come here and, and try and rectify things. Um, but I think we stuck up to the challenge well and um, on another day we might nick it there. As a defender, a clean sheet for you. We've not had too many of those this year, but some, some great defending, some great last-minute blocks, some good heading. Farron Rawson and himself always looked on top. That was good to see for you. Um, yeah, I think I think today we worked really well. Um, I think the whole team kind of had that that passion and desire to defend and um, keep the ball out of the back of the net. Um, and there was a few good blocks. Shawsy right at the end there took one on the head. Um, Gibbo as well. So yeah, it was it was good. And hopefully we can take that into Tuesday and, and the rest of the games coming up to um, to kind of stop them goals going in and, and get a few in at the other end. What I noticed was towards the end, both teams looked absolutely shattered, which shows how much you both put into it. Yeah, I think it, it was a bit like an old boxing match where, where everyone was kind of just, there was tackles flying in, it was going that end, that end, that end. So it was a real tough game. Um, and, and like I said, they're a good side. So I think we more than matched them today and, and we can take the positives out of that and, and move on. Looking now, you mentioned there to Tuesday, Cambridge United... Uh, and we talk about it a lot but it's a massive game isn't it um, yeah it's a big game I think every every game from now on is is big there's 12 to go which is a quarter of the season I think um, so we've got to go and get some points and, and push ourselves away from that relegation zone 
and um, Tuesday is going to be a massive game because it's a six-pointer really. When you say that a quarter of the season, it, it sounds quite a bit, doesn't it? Quite a big chunk of the season to go, so all could happen in that time. Yeah, I think um, we need to put together a run or um, and, and pick up a few results. And there's no reason we can't. We did it um, at the start of the year, um, winning a few games here, and, and we won I think four in five or something, and that that pushed us away. I think we were six points adrift at Christmas, and um, so we've battled back to to get back to where we are. And now we need to to push away as the gaffer said it's moving to like moving time moving season so we've got to move up that league now looking at the game as well away from home it's going to be so vital to pick up some more points away than you've been doing yeah I think um, I think we're, we're a little bit disappointed with how we've performed away from home um, I think Fleetwood I don't think the performance was bad um, I thought we were alright at Fleetwood and, and we, on another day we come away with a point or or three um, so, yeah, I think we've, we've got to approve away from home and um, Tuesday's uh, the perfect chance to go and do that. I think we saw today, uh, Conor Ripley's mentioned it a few times, Donald Love's mentioned it a few times, there is a real togetherness and spirit in that team to get those results. Yeah, the, the change room's one of the best I've ever been involved with. Um, the spirit's there, the boys are together, um, so there's no reason we can't go and, and put our run together and, and get ourselves out of the relegation fight. Looking at yourself, I mean, it was such a hard day, day today. Everyone tired, as we say. Tuesday's not that far off. How do you prepare for a game so quickly after an intense 90 minutes like that? Um, for me personally, I, I eat right, uh, eat a lot of food, um, rest and recover. And um, kind of just... Now, it's that, it's that time of the season where the games have come so thick and fast that you don't really need to, to rest and recover. You can go again and go again. And, and on Tuesday, we're going to have to go again because it's a big game. You were in the team last year, similar position. Do you think that experience from last season will help you this year? Um, I think so. Um, obviously, I think it's almost identical um, being a point out at this, this stage of the season. Um, and, and last year we put that run together later than we did, um, or later than we can now, we put that run together with five or six to go. Um, so we've just got to keep working hard, um, not get discouraged. And um, with the fans behind us like they have been all season, um, hopefully we can get out of it and I'm, I'm, I think we will it's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Uh, thanks for downloading this episode. I always appreciate that. Apple, Google and Spotify, of course, you can subscribe, hit the bell icon for notifications and all that kind of stuff. We'd love you to do that, please. You can also find the fallback catalogue on our website, beyondradio.co.uk or ask your smart speaker to play the Shrimps Verdict podcast and it will stream the very latest episode. Uh, so onwards we go then to uh, Tuesday night, the rearranged fixture due to the damage to the roof at the Abbey Stadium. But we're all set fair. I think the weather's not going to be great, but uh, hopefully we are going to go ahead uh, for Cambridge United against Morecambe. And it's a huge, huge, huge game uh, for both clubs, really, uh, in the context of the season. The stereotypical six-pointer with two sides inside the League One bottom four. And ahead of the game, I've been talking to Jack Swindlehurst. Jack is one of the hosts of the um, brilliant Under the Abbey Stand podcast, a Cambridge United fans pod and the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Mark Bonner's men ahead of our trip there. This coming Tuesday night, he's not heading down to the game. It's a long way to go in midweek, of course. Full match commentary as ever on Shrimps Live or Beyond Beyond Radio on FM and DAB Plus. And also, of course, via I Follow Shrimps. We'd love your company from 7.30. So, Jack, thanks for joining jumping back on the pod really uh, appreciate it before we get going about matters 
on the pitch. Uh, give us the plug for the brilliant under the Abbey stand. Uh, at Abbey Stand Pod on all the socials, you can get uh, your daily dose of complaining about League One football and the state of Cambridge United there. <laughs> and it's a proper fans pod, Jack. You know, I think as, as we've been speaking about in the past, uh, when things aren't quite going to plan on the field, that, that makes for better, perversely, it makes for better content, doesn't it? Yeah, it's quite easy to kind of um, wax lyrical about a team and it get quite boring when you're doing well because you're just you, you're repeating the same things every week and lauding, you know, the same players or the whole squad of the manager. But when we're doing badly, yeah, it, we, we can analyse... Uh, and get irate a bit more, and it certainly makes for uh, for bear listening. Yeah. So, I wish we, were, in one way, we were speaking in better circumstances. Really, two sides in, in mid table, not much to play for. We'd have a lovely time, and it would all be great, wouldn't it? But uh, as, as far as it goes on the pitch, it's, it's not gone to plan. What's gone wrong for Cambridge United this season? It's interesting. It's a conversation that seems to be having more and more uh, recently. And yeah, I was speaking to uh, David Earl of the Exeter podcast last week. And I think basically we've been worked out is one of the things, you know, we were quite uh, a surprise package last season. Um, and I think we we shocked a lot of teams with how we played and how we were hard to break down. We've lost that ability to be hard to break down. We just look so easily rolled over now. And our lack of squad quality and lack of squad depth has been exposed this season. We made some pretty naff signings in the summer and then we didn't recruit well enough in January. Uh, and, you know, a last minute signing of George Thomas, who was injured from QPR, who is now out uh, for, the, for the rest of the season, shows you how bad that went for us, really. I mean, McGrandles and Ryan Bennett, uh, Michael Morrison all came in and have actually made us look better, but you know, we, we shipped five goals in two separate games in January. So we're doing better than that. But uh, there's just no consistency and it looks like the, the players are beat, really. And considering how, how well you played in the promotion season and and, and, and consolidated well, so, well, did more than survive last season, didn't you? You were pretty comfortable in the end. Uh, what's what's been the shift? Has it been lack of budget? Has it been the tactics? Well, I mean, something's different, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's kind of a number of things really that have you know contributed to it. I think the uh, mid-season, Mark Bonner was linked with Rotherham and, and actually even had an interview there, and I think that unsettled the, the, the dressing room. He he handled it very well, and he came back in and committed his future to the club. But I think whenever whenever anything like that happens at a club. Um, I think that can really unsettle the apple cart. And, you know, it, it did also coincide with us <clears throat> starting this bad run of form because we started the season really well um, and we were looking good. You know, we were after six or seven games kind of in touch with the playoffs and we'd had like a good start and a good, you know, place to build on. I think Joe Ironside struggled this season where he really didn't last season. I think the service has been an issue. You know, Wes Houlihan retiring uh, whilst he didn't play much or as much in the second half of last season, he was integral to the kind of the well-running of the club. And it's it, it, it's since come out that, you know, he was ready for another year and wasn't offered the, the chance, which now just seems uh, seems crazy. Um, and yeah, just our squad depth is just non-existent. We brought in a few players. Um, Saiku Jana we brought in and he's since been loaned out to Wimbledon. We brought in Fajiriok and Ibire and he's just not featured Injury-wise, we had to bring Liam Bennett back from Walsall, who came straight back into the team, uh, and he's done really well. But it just shows you we haven't really got enough uh, players and uh, enough players to make a difference. Our bench yesterday looked very weak attacking-wise, uh, and yeah, that was that was the case. 
not got enough squad depth, but you still have some good players within your squad who aren't quite perhaps performing at the levels that they were last season. Yeah, I think that's true. I think heads have dropped now by this point. Yes, uh, Saturday's game, 1-0 loss at home to Portsmouth. Uh, Cambridge were actually on top for a lot of the game, had a couple of really good chances to score, didn't take them, and then just shipped another lazy goal in the second half. Um, and that, yeah, from then we looked beaten, really. You know, we brought on a defensive midfielder for an attacking player as soon as we scored, as soon as they scored. And yeah, it just shows you we're really kind of struggling to to change games. Whereas we could adapt quite well, you know, in previous seasons, we've kind of been able to change the system in games. And whilst that was a change of system yesterday, it's not the change of system we needed. So on to Tuesday then, Jack, and uh, two, two teams in the relegation zone. It sounds very much doom and gloom from, from your end, but you look at the table, you look at the maths of it, you know, now, neither team are out of, out of contention by any stretch. It's the it's about as six-pointy as it gets on Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Must win for Cambridge United. I think must win, must win for both teams, really. Um, and, yeah, they're, you know, picking up a draw yesterday, I think, would have really instilled a bit of confidence um, and there was a lot of reaction from the club and from Mark Bonner yesterday saying we played well and we left everything out there but a 1-0 loss at home when you play well in in the position we're in means nothing it means less than nothing he referred to XG in his, his post-match interview and I think that's really riled a lot of people up like nobody cares about that we didn't score a goal we should have scored a goal and yeah, this just means it, by hook or by crook, it doesn't matter about the performance on Tuesday, in, in all honesty. And I think just to, 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 to say that now, I think it's going to be a really bad game because I think both teams will be really nervous and I think it could lead to it being a really scrappy game. Uh, well, we've lost seven in a row uh, away from home. Uh, we've not scored in the last five games away from home either. One win all season. It's, it's got to be, it's there for you, isn't it, surely? Yeah, this is quite depressing listening, isn't it, <laughs> the two clubs? Um, well, yeah, on paper it is, but, you know, we, we, we seem to contrive to to lose unlosable games this season already. I, <clears throat> I just don't know um, which way it'll go. I mean, on the flip side, I know your away form's been bad, but a nil-nil draw against Bolton at the weekend, it can't be, can't be a bad thing. And I do think there's, uh, you know, you see like a one-nil victory against Vale recently. You're... you're Results aren't too dissimilar from ours, to be honest. So, you know, that's why we're both down there. So I think it could be, you know, I think there'll be one goal in it. I think it'll be a 2-1 win for one team, and I'm not sure which way it'll go. So, um, we obviously, both sides have, have, have changed their approach, changed personnel since we uh, since we met back in September. What is a current Mark Bonner Cambridge United team looking like? Uh, well, it's... Uh, <laughs> It, it's it's not as bad as as all that. Uh, I think I'm doing a little bit of a disservice. It's just demoralising going and seeing. We've had to remain unchanged for the last three games. So we have a, a good back three of Lloyd-Jones, uh, Michael Morrison and Ryan Bennett. Ryan Bennett and Morrison both came in, um, in mid-season. And we've kind of changed shape. So it's like three at the back with a couple of wing-backs. And yeah, Liam Bennett, as I said, recall from his loan at Walsall. McGrandles um, and Digby kind of do a job in the middle and Digby had been so important for us. I think we miss Adam May. You know, Adam May was a, a massive player for us. We miss a bit of kind of inspiration from him. James Brophy's kind of morphed into a wing back. And then, yeah, Jack Lancaster in in behind 
Ironside and Smith, although sometimes Smith drops deeper. To be honest, the chances we had yesterday, Sam Smith ball over the top, should have scored, dragged it wide. And then we're dangerous from set pieces if if, uh, McGrandles can get it on the edge edge of the six-yard box. But sometimes doesn't beat the first man. And I I think that's inexcusable as a professional football, really. And you've got uh, your good goalkeeper back, Dima Mitoff, one of the best in in the uh, division. Yeah, I mean, um, Will Mannion played... Uh, in his place when Mitoff was out. Uh, and I thought Mannion actually played really well. I felt really sorry for him because as soon as Dimmy was fit, he came straight back in. So I suppose that's the nature of being a number two keeper. But I felt really sorry for Mannion because he didn't really put a foot wrong. Uh, but no, Dimmy hasn't looked great. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, ever since that Newcastle game, um, it's been a steady decline. Uh, no, it hasn't really. But I mean, he, he's he's got a mistake in him. That's what I will say. He's got a mistake in him. Not always the most confident on crosses. Not that I don't want to give away all our secrets or anything, but... Uh, but yeah, it, he's got a mistake in him, and what you know, when things go wrong, you know, a lot of his kicks yesterday were going straight out on the fall, all that kind of stuff. So, when stuff's going wrong, everything seems to go wrong, and players seem to, you know, lose hope a little bit. So, a victory for us on Tuesday is much needed, but would also be massive for morale. I think. Saw uh, quite a, a bit on social media last night, Jack, calling for Mark Bonner to go. There's a, still a quarter of the season. Left still plenty of time, I would say. Uh, where do you stand? Is Mark Bonner still the man? God, we had a massive, uh, we've had a massive debate within the podcast for about the last three or four weeks, and um, I've kind of been on the Bonner in side, um, and others on the podcast are, are, are less on that side. And I think after yesterday, and uh, you know, bringing Liam O'Neill on for Jack Lancaster after we conceded was just a big head scratcher for me. And I wonder if, you know, if Mark Bonner's just kind of out of ideas now. There was a game against Fleetwood. We didn't make any changes and lost. And then against Exeter, we made five changes, as in during the game subs. And it just is either all or nothing. The subs seem to be at the wrong time, you know, a little late and just ill thought out, really. And we just got no attacking threat on the bench anyway. So that's... Not all Bonner's fault, but uh, yeah, I have to say it's sad. You don't want to see a manager who's done so much so well. And, you know, this is his first management job, remember. Um, We don't want to see it end like this for him at Cambridge United, but uh, it might be a case of jumping before he's pushed, I think. Is it too late in the season, though, to make any significant difference if somebody else was to come in? You're kind of almost stuck with what you've got in that respect. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad to say, but like... Um, it might be worth getting rid of him just to get a new manager and to get the new manager bounce. Um, that might that might be a thing that could maybe, you know, get us a couple of results. And I'm saying it half tongue in cheek, but honestly, I don't know, you know, whether someone else could come in and get better out of these players. <clears throat> we're just really short on goals. You know, it's kind of glaring that we're just, you know, we, our forward threat. Sam Smith was good at the start of the season. Joe Arns had a great season last season, less so this and yeah, we just there doesn't seem to be much threat from anywhere else, really. So I think that's you know a massively glaring thing. We can ship goals, but we can't score them. So that all all begs the the, the question then, Jack. Uh, what division do you see yourself playing in next season? League two, definitely. Sadly, um, I just uh, yeah, I can't. You know, it, it, you look at the table, and there's teams around us are also struggling. But you know, short of Forest Green. I think we're, you know, probably the worst team in this league at the moment. I know form says that MK Dons are worse than us, but, you know, yourselves, you have, you've got to win the last five. Accrington are on good form. 
Accrington are trying to pull themselves and they've got a couple of games in hand. So, yeah. Um, and then somehow Burton, who we played at the start of the season and beat them 4-3, I thought they were an absolute basket case, but they've come back from the back from the dead. So that gives me a little bit of hope. You know, we can always turn it around, but it will have to start with a victory on uh, on Tuesday for sure. Otherwise, I think we're uh, I think we're down and out. Stranger things have happened now, Jack, haven't they? You know, and I think as uh, as we've been saying in the Morecambe fan base, and I suppose whether you support Cambridge or Morecambe or MK Dons or Accrington or anybody else in the mix, it's all about staying in touch for as long as possible. We found that last season, we were down and out. We were in the bottom four for about five months, no way out. And then suddenly we won three games on the spin over the Easter period and we were clear and we survived. So all is not lost. It's all about keeping in touch for as long as possible. So I suppose you hope when when, when you lose, you hope that teams around you do a favour, but you, you need to get that win. And it, it sounds similar to us, Jack, in the point that you, you probably need to win a couple of games that you're not expected to either. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the other thing is, like games like the Portsmouth game of the weekend, that would have been a really <clears throat> useful game to take a point from. We're not drawing games; we're either winning or losing. And we, you know, the, the, we drew quite a few games last season that kind of kept us up, basically. And we haven't done that this season. So if we could pick up draws against a team like Pompey and beat teams around us, sadly like yourselves, then there is a chance. But the lack of consistency this this year has been so so prevalent. That I just think I just can't see us getting that run of form together but I'd love to be you know I'd love to be wrong on it and the roof's all fixed everything's good and I don't think the weather forecast is very good for Tuesday but uh, uh, hopefully uh, it, it's going to be what it's going to be yeah we have a handy knack of getting these games called off and to be <laughs> honest mate I wouldn't mind Tuesday's game being called off um, at the moment the way things are going but no yeah I think it's all good to go ahead uh, the ground seems all sturdy and there's plenty of Pompey fans there on Saturday yeah uh, yeah, they're, they're a very well-followed team and, yeah, it's it's great to see in League One and I fear that uh, we might not have too many more big days like this for a while. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. Long way to go, Jack, long way to go. Give us the plug one more time for the uh, Under the Abbey Stand. Where can we find it? What, what, what's it all about? Uh, at Abbey Stand Pod on all of the uh, social media outlets and we release uh, once a week, every Monday, and a few uh, match reviews and uh, and the like on our website as well. Jack, keep the faith. Thank you very much for chatting again, my friend. And we will definitely talk next season because we're one way or the other. We're both going to be in the same division, I'm sure. <laughs> so we're looking forward to Tuesday and we'll speak to you next time, mate. Thank you. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.